The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. And welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Point Conversation Football Talk for Fans by Fans, right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts, and alongside with me for your NFL history episodes, a new month, meaning a new theme. Mr. Andrew Lenz. What's going on, my dude? How are you? Nothing much. Just still hanging out in Jerry's world. Uh realized that. February is the shittiest month in Texas. Other than that, everything is beautiful. Why is it so bad down there? Is it wait, is this your first February down there? Second. It's your second one? Okay. Yeah, that's where I'm going off of that basis. Last year we had that what is it? That two that week winter storm that by Western New York standards is just another day. And then we had a couple of cold days this year. I think we only maybe had the worst, maybe a streak of two kind of winter days. I should have realized that because you were awfully quiet about Texas weather down in the group chat yeah. this, this, this month. So it's been a little while since you've been braggadocious. There's that word again that I have no idea what it means. Like uh, it makes me sound sophisticated and like I know something. So it reminds me of that uh, episode of always sunny in Philadelphia where <laughs> Mac and Charlie are talking and Mac starts saying jabroni and Charlie's like, I don't know. I don't know what that means, but I really like it. You mind if I use it too? And that's how I feel about braggadocious. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Well, um, before we get into today's NFL history episode, uh, some really, you know, cool things are happening right now in the National Football League. Uh, the biggest news, which we're going to talk, just briefly touch on, is that all COVID protocols have been lifted going forward. The NFL P- Players Association, as well as the NFL, uh, earlier, well, when this episode releases Thursday afternoon, this uh, agreed upon a going away of the COVID protocols. So vaccination. Um, mandatory testing, all that stuff, masks in the facility, all that stuff is thrown out the window. And the NFL is uh, the most normal it has been since 2019. So, um, which is a good sign of the, you know, things ahead. All right. Uh, things kind of getting back on the up and up. It's been, I mean, 2020 was, it was a little annoying hearing about the COVID protocols and, and all that stuff. 2021 was, it, it felt normalized, but Again, we're also not players or coaches that have to deal with this every day. But uh, regardless, it is a good thing, um, you know, that that they got there. They nipped everything in the bud and everything seems to be under control when it comes to the COVID situation. So uh, good for the players, good for coaches, good for personnel. Uh, uh, definitely a step in the right direction for the National Football League and for the, the regular world, I would dare so say. Yes. 
Um, I don't know. Get... <laughs> that, and that, yeah. I think. If only my cruise was like that. Um, <laughs> so so t- I had to do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, like I said, I live in Texas, so it's kind of like one of those things where whatever. Yeah. I'm not going to, ra- I'm not going to, ra- I could, but, um, but I will not. But, uh, so our March theme, I think that's really the biggest news. Nothing else really, you know, NFL combine, combine happening, uh, some trade rumors, stuff and things, but, um, but yeah, so we're going to move on to our main, th- our, our, our new monthly theme. Andrew, why don't you tell them about what we're doing and uh, why we decided to pick it. We are doing voices of the game. And I think this is an interesting topic as we talk about so many players, coaches. I don't think we've talked about any executives yet, but the the voices of the game either whether you grew up with it you heard it later on in life it's something that makes the game better whether if it's the minimalistic style of ray scott the weird drunken uncle stylings of john madden uh or you know that straightforward dryness of you know pat summerall uh al michaels kind of enthusiastic voice sometimes or I think each one brings something and I think one of the great things about this too is it's not even just a national wide thing I see so many people uh, we put up the post you know who's on your Mount Rushmore of you know NFL commentators kind of the same thing voices of the game yeah and a lot of guys mentioned bigger name local guys you know your myron copes your mel reese uh didn't see too many bills fans go with van miller i was a little upset by that i really like uh i don't remember van miller a whole lot i know you're uh, probably a little bit more familiar with him i have good good things i really do like john murphy's voice i think it's a i think it's one of those things where i grew up with it yeah so because to me my dad sometimes would turn off the sound on the TV and flip over to, I think it was WG. Yeah. WGR 500. Yeah. Yeah. And then he would, you know, has it been around that long? Van Miller. Oh wow. yeah. Yeah. I used to call in as a kid. Did you? <laughs> and, I remember uh, the coach. I remember the coach back in the, was it, they call yeah. what they used to just, everybody used to just call, call the phone or call up and call him an asshole and hang up or something. <laughs> yeah. he, was, was that just, was wildly entertaining. The coach was with uh, Bulldog. Who the hell was the coach? Show. Who was the coach? I don't know. I Nobody don't know. knows? My guys on there were, there was coach and the Bulldog, and then there was uh, Art Wander also. But he did, I think he did a lot of all the sports. Artie Baby Boo Boo, as he would call himself. <laughs> <laughs> but those guys have been long gone. But those, I think it's a it's such a great thing, whether it's national or local you could find that voice in the game that you absolutely love. I, I, I agree. Cause I think it, it's important, you know, it, for listeners to, to have that, that voice being synonymous with something, right. Um, you know, going to the games, you don't necessarily get the voice. It's, e- it's almost easy to be taken out of it, you know, out of, out of like, 
focusing on the game, but man, it is, it, it is really like magical when you have a, you know, it, 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 and there's so many facets that are so important to this, but when you have a commentator that can keep you sucked in, uh, you know, to what you're watching, teach you what you're watching and just explain it so vividly. I think that's the most important thing that a lot of people don't get is, and this is, we're not just talking about commentary either. There's, um, I know you're a big fan of the NFL uh, films, the old, uh, you know, NFL films voice, but you know, this put some name, you put some respect on John Facenda's name, John Facenda. I'll remember it eventually. Uh, But, (laughs) but you know, they have to, they they have this duty to paint a picture for, for, for you and, and, and talk and describe and, and really make you just, just pull you into their game, the game with, with, you know, the voice has to be right. The just, you know, the way that they talk, the flow, everything has to be right. It can't be messy. It's, it's, it's gotta be like, it's gotta be perfect. And there are a lot of really great names that I can associate my love of football with, you know, how many spectacular plays, uh, you know, are affiliated with a voice for many of yeah. us. I mean, yeah. I know this is one thing we both have in common is NFL primetime. Yes. And I wouldn't even think about it, but Chris Berman and, uh, I almost said Keith Jackson, but Keith Jackson has a good voice and Tom Jackson. I'm pretty sure we both, this is our common ground that we both grew up with. And those two together going over highlights with that music, Chris Berman with his whoops and everything else and the nicknames. And then Tom Jackson, the kind of mellow, mellower, you know, type of guy in there was something that I know I look forward to and now they ruined it with Booger McFarland, but that's neither here nor there on that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's, it, it, it does. I mean, it, it gives, you know, it, one of my favorites right now is like Tony Romo. And I know it, it, he's not everybody's cup of tea. Um, he's kind of like, there's a lot of people against him because I think he plays favorites, but Man, like I, I, I really do adore what Tony Romo has brought to the game of, or to the commentary game of professional football. That's like one of my things. He doesn't have like any flashy catchphrases or anything, right? But his his ability to kind of see ahead and be like, oh, this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing, and like teach the game. I think Romo's the best commentator right now. I I, I personally do, as far as you know, being able to. Uh, just just see something and just teach it and relay it. I mean, obviously you can't get into the finer X's nose, but he will explain why things are a certain way to 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 an extent. And, and I think that uh, you know that that's why I have gravitated towards Romo. I do get excited when Romo's on the call. Yeah, I, I enjoy Tony. I don't think I have a really a favorite announcer. I think I just hate Chris Collinsworth. But I, actually, I still got to go with Al Michaels. <laughs> I still got to go with Al Michaels. So actively, yeah. Actively, it's always going to be Al Michaels because once again, I grew up with Al Michaels. Al Michaels did Monday Night Football. Right. So Monday Night Football rolled around when I was a kid. It was Al Michaels, Dan Geerdorf, and Frank Gifford. So you figure if they're on there, then they got to be absolutely amazing. Yeah. That's yeah, it's a, it's a big slot. It's a big slot. You have to be... Good. Not what Al Michaels just does Sunday night football, right? And he, but he's yeah. moving. He's moving on. He's he's like, isn't he switching? I thought he was. I heard Troy Aikman switching too. Troy Aikman's got like a massive deal coming his way. 
Aikman's not bad either. Aikman's not. Who do they pair? It's Aikman and Buck. That's who it is, right? They're moving Buck too. No, no, no. But that was the pairing yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. Joe Buck's okay. I think I Joe don't. Buck I don't the- hate Jay, Joe. I don't hate Joe Buck as much as a lot of other people do. I actually like. He is the voice behind my favorite like call of all time, and my, my favorite play. That Stefan, the Case Keenum Stefan Diggs touchdown. That the sound, the 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 way he just got excited into the microphone, uh, into the mic coming through the TV. It like defined that moment for me. Dude, like, I, I, I I remember, like I I legitimately remember the quote. Like it, it's 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 embedded in my head. Keenum steps up, passes caught, digs sideline touchdown unbelievable Vikings win it. But the way he, it was the, I mean, obviously I didn't, I'm not going to yell it because my neighbors are upstairs and I don't like the same way he did, but man, it made me so much more excited. And it added, it added dimension to that play. I I, I don't think Joe Buck is, is really as bad as people make him out to be, but. Um, yeah. Well, that's how I feel about Van Miller. Right. Is I still remember that the, the comeback call, you know, just after the game, uh, it's pandemonium. It's pandemonium. The Bills are going. Bills players are going. Or, you know, everybody's going crazy in Rich Stadium, and that's the Van Miller voice because that's back when your team didn't sell out. They were they were blacked out, and that's the other reason why I kind of did it. The Bills game didn't sell out, and it was blacked out. We had to listen to it on the radio. Yeah, the radio calls are pretty fun. That's why I do like that John Murphy guy. You know right now he, he does a pretty good job but but um yeah there's there's i mean there's so many great didn't last i think it was last year we did a tournament right about uh yes we did a tournament with commentators and there were so many good ones uh i'm trying to think of some of the names that we had come come through there but there was a lot of just very very talented names and and it, you just you know they define a generation it, it's we spent every, I think everybody who's listening to this podcast, everybody at, you know, just every, every fun football fan, they obviously consume more football content on TV than they do, you know, live and in person. So it, it's, it's important, you know, and that's why having the right person being able to relay and talk to you is, is, is key to making that. I mean, we all remember, um, Jason Witten's horrific, you know, run <laughs> doing commentary, and uh, you know, just just how bad and, and just monotone that was. People were excited; they thought maybe he'd be as good as Romo, but he just he was not. He was not even close. It was bad. I mean, to go back to with the NFL films with the with John Fassenda, and then um, probably. John Fisson is like the de facto number one, but one yeah. of the other voices I liked was Harry Karras. But if you ever listen to Autumn Wind and John Fisenda talking about the Raiders in that way, for yeah. a moment, even if you're not a Raiders fan, you're like, wow, I think I kind of like the Raiders. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard it. Oh, I have. I, I, I yeah. listen to that song every now and then. I listen to a lot of original football music, but... But yeah, when I do hear Autumn Wind, I picture I do picture his voice. And the, that yeah. Just every aspect of that. I do that a lot with football music, to be honest with you. Like I listen to a lot of like the intro themes and I just always affiliate it with like 
certain commentators. Like, man, I, used to, I, I love the old ABC Monday Night Football theme. I mean, it's still around today. Yeah. But wait, you know, no. Essentially, it is. They still use it for Monday Night Football. All my rowdy friends? No, I'm. Dun, 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 oh, okay. Dun, dun, dun. The, the original ones, not the, not okay. the audio. I thought, we were, I thought we were going to go with. No, no, no. I just let the, the actual like orchestrated music, but I always affiliate it with the voices, you know, with it, you know, I, I that's like my thing. Like it, that gets me through my days listening to NFL show like music and yeah, like songs like that, Sunday night football, you know, I associate with Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth and, and all those, it, it, it always goes back to them. It's never really like, a, it's not, sometimes it's not just players and a game in a moment, but Usually, always it's it, I associate it with like commentary. Who was like the first commentary team that you could actually kind of remember? Oh, it was it was that's easy. It was always Summerall and Madden. They okay. were the big ones because you know when I was young, I obviously didn't watch football anywhere close to the way I do now, like nowhere close. So Thanksgiving was like Thanksgiving, you know, Thanksgiving or the Super Bowl, and they they. You know, they'd always try their best to make sure Madden and Summerall got on a Super Bowl call because they were the best, you know, obviously the best, the best pair. But that was my first one. And, and you know, that just that, that transcends TV. Honestly, that's video game, you know, for me, too. I was I played the video games more than I watched NFL on TV. And, you know, even though it was like limited sound bites and stuff back in the day, it was Madden and Summerall were, were to being together. You know, they do the. uh Old Madden '98, they'd have like a, a a like a pre a pregame video, and they talk about the the keys to victory for each team, and it was it was really really well done. But it, the, that, this is why you know when we did our John Madden tribute episode, it, it, this is why we had so much you know how we talked about how we defined our, our uh, generation of football fans. Yeah, it's because of stuff like that. It, it was yeah, um, Summerall and Madden was was the first one for me. Oh, who's your first Monday night crew? Because that's changed so much over the years. It has. Oh, man. I think that's the big one is because Monday night football was kind of like the passage as a kid because you were like, you knew that you were into football because you were blowing off sitcoms. <laughs> or, you know, if you were into wrestling, you were so like to pick and choose. I know like around like the Attitude Area or Monday Night Wars. It was like constantly flipping back and forth on Monday night. I got to see. Football. Let's see. I remember mostly mine is because of how long they were together. And then they also had ABC Monday night football cards at one point. Mm, okay. I found mine. <laughs> it was. Uh, so 2015 was, was when I really got invested. Like I made sure to watch every game. So that would have been. Uh, Tarico and Gruden. Oh, that's not bad. No, I like Gruden was really good on commentary. Yeah. Okay, that's not too bad. I thought you would have got one of like the bad ones. Hooli, Booger McFarland, and Joe oh. Tessitore. No, there was one time where Dennis Miller was on there. It was like Monday Dennis Night Football, Miller. or is that yeah. that's got that's got to be pre ESPN, right? Yeah. It was, I was, see, I'm still thinking ABC. Oh, that's old. That's real old. Yeah. He only lasted like two seasons. That's when it got real bad. Uh, When they tried to get, 
what's the guy from PTI? Tony Kornheiser. I love Tony Kornheiser, but he is not anything should not go anywhere near announcing. That was that was bad. He was definitely not in my when I think of voices of the games, more or less. How I, just horrible. See, mine was like Lynn Swan was on the sidelines and you had L L uh L Dan and Frank. L Dan and Frank. Yep, those were the guys. Oh, Frank Gifford. Yep. I'm surprised yeah. he could even talk after what Baderic did to him. <laughs> yeah, there was. I think that was probably the first one of the like Madden and stuff like that. I remember. Not Brian Gumble. What's the other Gumble? Greg. Greg Gumble. He's still around there. though, isn't he? Is he still miss, doing? Yeah, I miss him and Phil Sims. I literally miss Phil Sims. I didn't. I didn't hate that. I didn't hate that duo. I I miss Phil Sims. If we're gonna go into it, but legendary though, I wish I could go back and I I like to watch. Actually, I do sometimes. I like to watch the old ones, and you could hear Howard Cosell make a call. Those are always fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we've we've you and I watch old games all the time, just casually. Uh, Cosell's a big one. He was like one of the first major ones uh, to to really you know to to be a, a featured voice in the NFL to really be iconic. You know he made a lot of famous calls, uh, including uh, John Lennon's death. Right? Yeah. He made that on I think it was Monday Night Football, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. You know that's that's an important one that every single time, every single anniversary of John Lennon's assassination that. Um, you know, gets gets brought up. Cosell is is very highly regarded. Have you heard Ray Scott call a game? Heard who? Ray Scott. He's an old Green Bay Packer announcer. Or he just did Green Bay games. He did Green Bay games, and I think he did some other games as well. Was he radio or TV as well? He was. He was both. He was uh, both. I don't. I might have. TV. I'd have to look. The name He's sounds way familiar. Old back way way back okay. we're talking 60s but oh, like Jesus. when i say this is the guy that i was talking about before like the minimalist style and you kind of did with the joe buck thing without any he did that without any like enthusiasm or feeling like yeah just like star dollar touchdown <laughs> star drops star pass isn't it back is it isn't it cool how like the the art of the commentator like has changed like in a way like you like it's like podcasting where you know their jobs are really to you know to connect like really connect with us and like get our emotions going like I, I understand back in the day, back in like the fifties and sixties, whatever, being very plain Jane, straightforward, whatever. But man, like you got to feel the emotion, the, the the emotional connection. Like it's it's such an important aspect, and that's that's been one of the biggest differences, I think, in the evolution of that game is uh, the commentary game for football. Yeah, it's it's especially on the radio, like you said, with a guy like John Murphy, or you know. 
Merrill Reese, Myron Cope. Uh, I forgot the guy for the Raiders in the 70s. But you got to be able to paint a picture on I, those. And if you're not painting the picture, then nobody's getting drawn in, drawn into it. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm such a sucker for content, but I can imagine like a casual fan being like, oh, let's see what's going on for this, for Monday Night Football or whatever. And the commentary just sounds dreary. It's like, well, I, I can't get into this. I can't get into this. It's like if you ever, again, going back to podcasts, you ever picked up a sports podcast and the, and the host is very like, eh, like flat or it's any podcast in general. It's flat. It's not entertaining. It, it stinks. It it, it definitely stinks. They got to be able to feel you. And that's definitely something that has evolved, um, you know, throughout, you know, sports commentary, so to speak. Definitely. (laughs) I, I can't believe it took us this long to actually do something like this. I, yeah. I, I thought about that. Yeah. The the Madden aspect of it, but Madden's had so many evolutions of his career. Right. That you got to just throw him in there. And it's just not just the announcer of Madden. It's the head coach. It's the video game, game, game guy. Right. It, it's... I think that's why Madden gets uplifted so high, but we have never talked about these other voices and what brought us to this game of football. Cause it's not just players. It's not just coaches. It's not just executives. It's not just this and that it's the voices that bring us to it and show us it can be fun and it can be emotional at the same time. Yeah. No, I uh, I wholeheartedly agree with that. It, it is it, it's 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 a very tough job to do, you know. Uh, P, you, we see on social media all the time, man. If somebody says the wrong thing, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's, if somebody misquotes something, says the slightest wrong thing, uh, you know they can get buried in a sense. They can get you know people crap all over them. Uh, you know, a funny face or something. People rip on rip on you know a commentator. Commentator Troy Aikman's had a few. Uh, yeah. Interesting faces made <laughs> with with weird comments. Um, I used to love when John Madden his like his drawings and people would make fun of it. Like there was one time he drew like a a, yeah. a, a penis and balls, uh, not on purpose, obviously, but he was you know just doodling up. And it, like these are just moments that are just so iconic, but not necessarily in a good way. Not a good way. There's a whole thing on. I'll talk to you about that later, but <laughs> we're going to talk right. about the Trey Aikman one where he's like, no, hey, no, there's one with John Madden and I'll, I'll, I'll go over that later. Oh, uh, I was going to say I, the Trey Aikman one's like great when he's like, Oh, he starts to come that he pulls out or something. like this. <laughs> Just gee, just great stuff. Just great accidental stuff, but there's, a, there's just a lot of pressure. I, I get it. Um, and not everybody's going to be happy with your style of commentary. Of course. Dick Emberg was good. I don't know if you ever remember him. You might have uh, maybe listened to him in, like, if you watch something, watch the older ones, you might right. have listened to him there. I'm surprised they're not on, like, who are the 13? Joe Theismann. Okay, so this is the 13 worst announcers, and this article's from 2011. And then we got Joe Theismann on there. Have was he heard? that bad though? Dude, you never heard the Joe Theismann story? I guess I haven't. Okay. So 
they're doing it. Joe Theismann's doing a Bills game, and I swear this happened, and he got so much backlash, and now like nobody talks about this. They're doing a Bills game. Doug Flutie's the quarterback. We all know about Dougie. You know Dougie, his son, who has like severe autism. Yeah. And Joe Theismann, they pan over and they show Dougie, and Joe Theismann's like, "Look at Doug Flutie's kid. He does. He's looking like he doesn't even know what's going on right now." Oh, Jesus! Over with. That was it for him. Yeah, that's last time I saw him. Oh my gosh. Matt Millen. That's the old GM, right? Or no? Yeah. Is yeah. that the old Patriots GM? Uh, Lions. He was a middle linebacker. Oh, he's the one who punched the, the New England Patriots GM. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now I remember. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you, you remember a lot of old, you know, older ones. We've had a lot of, you know, they kind of, came and went or as Trey can say started to come then pulled out uh <laughs> but you know there's a uh, uh the icons are few and far between i think for me you, you've been around for a lot longer and obviously you, you do watch a lot more historical stuff than i do uh when it comes you know some of the just iconic names and voices uh behind football commentary but, you know, there's a lot of people who, like, they get, like, these one-off chances, and it's like, man, they would do so good. Like, I really wanted Pat McAfee to 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 be, like, get a full-time commentator gig. He's doing great with his show, his show currently, but I don't know if he's, his he style. has a different style yeah. of commentary, though. I know it's not traditional, but I think I like it that much because it, it's fun. They let him call a college football game a couple years ago, and it was actually, like, really? yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Did, was it that, or maybe a lion? Maybe it was an NFL game. Maybe it was a Lions game, and he was really excitable. But I mean, look at what he's doing right now for the WWE. You know, he's doing pro wrestling commentary. You know how scripted that is. As far I'm not talking about the wrestling aspect, but commentary. Vince McMahon likes to be in people's ear. Actually, right now, Vince McMahon is on Pat McAfee's show as we're recording. I'm gonna have to check is that out really? later. He's supposed to be. Yeah, I think they're setting up for a match at WrestleMania. I Vince watched versus Pat. I watched when Brock Lesnar was on there. That was awesome. It was a good show. It was a good episode. Um, but you know what I mean. But Pat's like, and this is how you stand out. Is he's different. He's so excitable, you know, he's like, he's like, he's a, he's fanboying right in front of you. And yeah. I do like appreciate his commentary, like him and Michael Cole, I, you know, it's pro wrestling, but I do appreciate his commentary style, man. If you let that dude loose in football, he would be a really, really good time. He's got a well, good following. People would, people would eat that up. Well, I think that's what Madden was. Madden was just such a fan of the game. Yeah. And Tony Romo, the same way, you become such a fan of the game that it's just you want everybody else to enjoy it and to love it. Right. And, yeah, and you can feel it. You can feel it every time they speak. Now, I have to ask you this. Okay. So do you think well, – maybe it's a, it's a weird question, but do you prefer players turned – commentators or just strict commentators like is there is do you have like a preference or is it just kind of vary by persona because obviously you know there's there's pros and cons to both i think it depends like a guy like jason witten it it, it depends on what they were as a player 
And how can they make that into something as a commentator? Right. Like everybody backs on Tony Romo about, you know, how come he couldn't read defenses this well when he yeah. was a player? But that's he he brings that quarterback man mentality to it. John Madden brought a coaching mentality to it. Uh and I think that's what you have to bring to it. Don't just if you're a former player, you gotta bring the what you were as a player to to the game. And I think that's why Peyton Manning would be good, but I also think he should just keep on doing what he's doing because he seems he's changed the perception of himself. I feel over the past couple of years, but that's, I think it depends. And the chemistry, like you said too, if there's no chemistry there, it's going to be bad, real bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do like, you know, you know, when the football, when the former football players, retired foot players, you know, if they get in there and get good, like it's not for everybody. Cause I know there's, I mean, we could run down a list of, of football, you know, football players turned commentators and a lot of them were, 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 were busts, you know, uh, Witten was one of them, uh, you know, OJ and Joe Namath were, <laughs> OJ was actually, OJ, OJ was wasn't bad. Joe Namath wasn't like, I think he didn't last very long no. on commentary, but you know, there's, there's been several others, but man, do I, I, I really do appreciate the insight that they can bring. Cause they tell stories with it. Like Troy Aikman, there's nothing. And I'm not like dumping on Troy Aikman, you know, because he's, he's, I think he's a really good commentator, but you know, he doesn't have like a whole lot of, there's no pizzazz. Like when it comes to his commentary, it's very straightforward. And, and whatnot, but you know, he, he does bring those personal experiences, those stories that he can bring to the table and talk about, you know, Oh, back in my day, you know, that kind of perspective. And it's, uh, you know, it, it does add, it does add something versus somebody just, you know, who's never really played the game, looked at the X's nose, just kind of talking about it, you know? Oh, I listened to, I think it was Kirk Gowdy. When I watched Super Bowl seven, Kirk Gowdy was real good at just, doing all the cool stuff you know like he's like you said painting a picture another guy that i love and i don't think gets enough love unless you're from an older crowd from our age group he's not going to get anything but monday night football with dandy don that's some good entertaining stuff if anybody ever checks out any of those like meredith yeah Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm sure I've heard it, you know, I'm sure I've heard it in him in passing, but there's so many good ones out there. Yeah. There's quite a few, there's quite a few, but you know, there's, yeah, again, there's so many aspects to it. Um, You know, like, but I don't want to just keep kind of talking in circles, but there's been yeah. a lot of greats and we're going to actually talk about a couple of greats. Um, you know, or talk about a couple of great greats for, you know, over this, the course of this next month. Do you have anybody in mind? Actually, I'm going to go with, uh, uh, this is for the Boyd, uh, my cousins in Pittsburgh. I'm going to go with the voice of the Pittsburgh Steelers for many, many years, Mr. Myron Cope. Okay. I'm going to do a little 
little bit of a homer one kind of i guess i feel like we're obligated obligated to do a pat summerall episode i think it would be shameful if we took this month and didn't do it i didn't pick summerall because i knew you would am i that obvious am i that vanilla yeah and my, and my, I already have my last one, and I think it's like I said, the greatest voice of the game. And we kind of briefly talked about him. And my la- the last one of the month is I think we're saving the best for last, and John Facenda. All right, so perfect, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we have to look forward to this month. I'm going to talk about their contributions and commentary. Uh, to the game of football and you know what it meant to to us in our childhoods respectively so um but that is it that is it for this episode all right hope you all have a fun safe and uh happy weekend we'll be back monday with a what if Ooh, i don't even know what we're doing yet uh, did you figure that one out yet i told you we're doing what if Jerome bettis went to the oilers dude i was just on vacation cut me some slack So we're doing a lot of Pittsburgh stuff going on. A lot of Pittsburgh stuff, apparently. That's right. So um, so that's what we have to look forward to Monday. Thank you so much, everybody. We appreciate your support and your listenership. Uh, Make sure to check us out on Facebook. And uh, that is it. On behalf of Andrew and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is good.